We started on our journey together with a paranormal investigation at Eloise Asylum. We left the asylum eager to learn the truth. We bought our own equipment and decided to document our findings. And we're here to share them with you. I'm Melissa. I'm Mandy. Welcome to our paranormal experience. Hi, everyone. Hi. We are back to tell you about our first residential investigation with the paranormal team we joined. So, Melissa, I'm excited to do this one just because it's new. It's new. Like, we have never done a personal residential investigation before, so. And there was such little people there. I mean, there was only five of us, so it was really nice because – The less people there are, the less contamination there can possibly be. And we also felt like we were kind of helping someone, which was really nice. So this investigation was in Hull, Michigan. It, Like we said, it was at a residence. They called letting us know that someone had passed away. And since that person had passed away, they had been experiencing paranormal activity. The biggest thing they were concerned about is that they were going to be selling the home of the person that passed away, his his children were going to be selling the home, and they just wanted to make sure that he wasn't stuck there. They hated to think of somebody else purchasing the home with him still being there for some reason. Some of the paranormal activity that they had experienced included his touch lamp that he used often going on, and his bedroom door opening on its own. But in their attempts to debunk this on their own, They did feel that it could have potentially been his cat. For the door, not the light. We did shut the door and attempt to push it open. And it does push open when the door is completely shut. But you have to push it pretty darn hard. It doesn't just come open. It wouldn't just blow open in the wind. Unfortunately, we did not experience the lamp coming on or the door opening on its own. But we did start our investigation in his den, which was a room that was frequently used by him. Which is also the room where they said that the light would turn off and on by itself. They were disturbed enough by the light turning off and on that they actually had it unplugged. Um, I mean, they weren't scared, but I mean, somebody just passed away. I'm sure there's a whole mix of emotions there and, you know, a light is coming on. So they did unplug it. So we plugged it back in. I did look at the lamp to see if there was a timer. There wasn't. So in this room, we um, used the spirit box, the necrophonic, the cat balls, and we had our recorders. We decided to use the necrophonic app. Which, of course, we don't put a lot of stock in. If you've listened to us before, we talk a lot about using phone apps and, you know, how we're kind of torn on it. Um, But we did start doing a necrophonic session. We did think that we possibly heard the name of the deceased. We don't want to say his name for privacy reasons, but oh, but what is interesting is at this time, we did not know his name. We asked them not to tell us his name. So when this is playing and we hear that. It was really interesting. We don't, we don't know that what his name was. So I thought that was kind of a little bit more believable. 
I guess, right. to be paranormal. Right. It takes away the, the thought that it could be paradelia. Correct. One of the investigators also requested the name of his daughter. And we actually did receive that name. But strangely enough, it sounded like a woman's voice instead of a man's. I would love to be able to play those pieces of audio for you. But I we just feel like it's a little bit too... Personal. Yeah, we don't want to give away. privacy. Um, but what is interesting is we did find out that the mother... The daughter who had asked us to come do the investigation, her mother, so his his wife had already passed on, so maybe it was her. We mostly got activity with the K2 meters. Since there is five different investigators, the majority of us had our own equipment. There was So there's kind of three sets of equipment out. Not everybody has all their stuff out, but we did all have an EMF reader or a K2 meter sitting in front of us. I'm sorry, three of us did. And it was really interesting and something that we had never seen before. When all three lit up all the way, there's five different lights. Green is the lowest light. There's actually two greens, a light green, a darker green. And then I believe a yellow and then an orange, orange and, and then a red. I mean, they're, they're lit- lighting all the way up. They're they're triggering the most they can trigger all three of them simultaneously as we were sitting on the floor of this room. You and I had never seen it before, but what I found even more interesting is two of the people that were on the team have been doing this way longer, and they had never experienced that either. Now, I did think as we were sitting there that one possibility could be there's an extreme electrical problem with this house, and the entire room is filled somehow with electricity. I don't know if that's possible. I'm not an electrician. But then it stopped. And a few minutes later, it started again. I mean, it was on and off the entire time we were in the room. It almost seemed to me like maybe like a residual type haunting where somebody could have been walking back and forth. Yes, I I think we did mention that when we were there because they they had mentioned, his family had mentioned that when he would come in, he would go right to this room. This is where he kept his computer. He would check his, his bank account and stuff. And that's kind of what he did when he came in the house. He liked to go right to his desk and he would walk through that room. So was it him walking across the floor? Maybe. It seemed like it could have been. Or, I mean, it could have been an electrical problem. Yeah, we don't know. Um, But it was interesting and none of us had seen that before. So the last time it did happen, I did, you know, suggest that it could have been him walking out of the room. You know, like, he was an an older man. It was... 8 p.m. <laughs> I feel like he could have been walking to his bedroom. We did do a spirit box session. And one of the investigators announced that he would turn off the spirit box. And we received what seemed to be our first contact when a very clear weight came through. And I'm going to play that for you here. So because of that, the investigator gave ample opportunity for more communication, but nothing else happened after that. So we all headed over and went to check out his bedroom. One of the investigators did an EMF sweep and there was no odd EMF activity. We chilled out for a few minutes. It was kind of break time. The lead investigators on the team were chatting a bit with the client. You know, they had many stories to tell about their father They seemed so close. They just, they spoke of him so fondly. It was a wonderful yet sad experience. 
So me and Mandy just kind of chilled in the room and waited and, you know, listened. And we heard a lot of scratching noises. It was definitely, it was definitely strange. So we headed out the front door. It turned out that we were able to debunk it. There was some kind of like sleet, sleet ice hitting, hitting the side of the the siding of the home. And it sounded like a squirrel was trying to scratch its way through. <laughs> I can't even imagine like trying to sleep in there with that noise. It was it was kind of loud. It was loud. In this room, I feel like we received the majority of our activity. Upon entering the room, Mandy and I noticed right away that it was significantly colder in there. We did not have a thermometer with us, but I mean, it was chilly. Is this paranormal? Like we said, the the walls were thin. It was sleeting outside. It could have been leaky windows, but it is something important to note. And another thing to note is this is the room that he passed away in. We've done the EMF sweep. We have our EMF readers on the floor. Um, we're all able to sit a little bit farther from each other because this room is a little bit bigger. Um, we're all getting comfortable and nothing is happening. Our EMFs are steady. Nothing is triggering. No REM pods are triggering. Nothing is triggering. We have all of our equipment down. And then we decided to play music. So Mandy pulled up a 50 station she had had for her dad on her phone. And the song Dream Lover started to play. Right away, this is where I feel like it got really, it was happy to me. It made me feel very happy. Melissa and I noticed that the K2 started lighting up. And it almost seemed like it was dancing to the music. I mean, it was sitting right in front of me, so I couldn't help but stare at it. And I've never seen a K2 go off like this before. I was consistent through the whole song. It just, it kept going, it kept going. I was mesmerized by it. It seemed to almost be going with the beat. And I do have this on video. We'll we'll post the video to our YouTube. As soon as the song stopped, the meter stopped. So now our question is, could it be Mandy's phone? Could Mandy's phone somehow have been triggering this EMF reader? I went home that night after the investigation. I pulled out my phone. I have the same exact phone as Mandy. Same exact model. I pulled out my phone. I pulled out my K2. Same exact K2 that was going off. And I put it even closer to the K2 than Mandy's was. And I started playing Pandora, which is what Mandy was using to play the music. And the K2 did not move until my phone, because it's an iPhone. And we're well aware if you touch an iPhone to a K2, it will trigger the K2. I mean, if, if it's like directly next to it. But Mandy was at least, her phone was at least five feet from it. And I put it a foot away. And it did nothing. There was no trigger. So I'm glad you did that test because I didn't think of it at the time. But you're you're right. That could have been that. So I don't think it was. While Dream Lover was playing, while the K2 was triggering, we also received REM pod triggers. (laughs) 
Which this is where it always makes me feel like, okay, this this is real. This is something. Because now we've got Absolutely. two things happening at once. So how do you debunk right. two, right? And we had a short REM pod trigger, another short REM pod trigger. And then an investigator asked, is this your house? And the REM pod triggered. Did you live in this house? The second song begins. Everything stops when the when the music stops. The second song begins. It's a little bitty pretty one. The K2 starts dancing again. It continues to go throughout. I see you smiling, Mandy, because this is such a nice <laughs> memory. It is. It is. It is. It is such a nice memory. Like Honestly, we felt like he was dancing or I don't know. I don't know. But it's such a nice memory. Like it was so delightful. Like everything felt so happy. There was no malicious anything. It was just it was the happier, like a happier moment in my life. It was like I'm getting goosebumps now thinking. About I am it too. Because I, I guess like in my brain, what I like to imagine, like this man was sick. He passed away, like, he liked this music, and now he's able to dance. Yeah. That was his version of dancing. He's okay. They said he loved, he loved music. Yeah. Loved it. And he listened to this type of music when he was dying, you know, he that, that calmed him, and he liked to listen to that. So, it's just like, I don't know, it just gives you, like, a beautiful little peek into the afterlife. Yeah. So, at this point, an investigator requests... That a REM pod requests a REM pod trigger. She's, can you touch a REM pod? I, I have the audio for you here. I'll play it. Can show us how you did that again? Wow. Thank you. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. That one too. <laughs> They're all going off now. Okay. Thank you. Can you step away from it, please? That'll go off if you step away. Thank you. Thank you. That REM pod trigger lasts 21 seconds. The one investigator actually had to ask the spirit to step away. And then it stopped. Now at this point, a flashlight turns on. The investigator asks for the flashlight to then be turned off. And it slowly turns off. So now we're getting like more... Equipment working, which is to me is just more validation. At this point, we decide we're going to do a spirit box session, and Mandy does turn the music off. The activity doesn't stop, but it dramatically decreases. I guess he didn't have anything to dance to. <laughs> there is what sounds like a voice on the spirit box. I can't discern what it's saying. I'm going to play those audio clips for you here. To me, that sounded like the same voice. And I think that that's very interesting. Yeah, it is. A lot of times I feel like we get different voices. So to get the same voice was definitely interesting. Um, but other than that, the the activity was kind of slowing down. So we did turn the music back on. 
and the K2 started going up and down again, um, kind of dancing along to the music. And this just kept continuing as we played the music, which is just so happy and cute. It makes me smile. We also got flashlight activity. Then we eventually call the client in to speak to her father. And we stop the music. And as we stop the music, the K2 activity stops. They turn on the necrophonic and attempt to facilitate communication between the client and her father. The client talked to her dad and reassured him. And the and the granddaughter did as the well. The EMF went off the whole time. And it seemed to be, it wasn't like when the music was on. It seemed like it was different. It seemed like it was responding to them talking. But just kind of an acknowledgement. I, I picture how when, you're, like li- still when you're listening to somebody, you nod your head to say yes. I'm listening. So that that's how I took that going off. Like, I'm here, I'm listening. And she had nothing but beautiful things to say about her father. Her The granddaughter had nothing but beautiful things to say about her, her grandfather. But they, they just really wanted to reassure him that they missed him, but they were okay. Right, because they were so close that they felt that he was staying around for them and and at this point, they start asking her father to cross over. Now, I don't know very much about this. An investigator asked, like, do you see the light? And strangely, it sounds like a woman's voice, but we did hear a yes. Do you see the light? And we heard a very clear man's voice say light. And those was on the necrophonic. One of the the members of the team, I don't know if she calls herself a medium. I don't know if that's exactly. I think she does. She yeah. calls herself a medium. She did believe that he had passed passed over or crossed over. I guess I should say, Melissa and I don't have that that gift, so we're we're not sure. But there was a very nice feeling in the room. Yeah. So right. whether that was like all of the emotions of all the love that they had, or he crossed over, I I don't know. I'm still, I'm on the fence about believing in that sort of thing. I don't believe in it. I don't not believe in it. Um, I like to remain, you know, like have like a healthy level of skepticism. But I also know that I don't know everything and anything's possible. But I also like to respect what other people believe. And so if she believes that that happened, I I respect that. I like to think it did happen. I, I, I would like to too, yeah. But overall, the thing that I got out of it was... These people that called us to help, like, they truly appreciated it. They were, they seemed to have, like, a, a piece that, that we had given them. And to me, like, I didn't feel like we did a whole lot other than they right, allowed us to come commitment. in and do what we like to do. So it was, it was a good feeling to help somebody. We were really happy when we left. I mean, we loved every minute of it. And I honestly, I can't wait to do it again. I hope the experience is as positive. I hope the people are as nice. I, I have no nothing negative to say about this experience. It was one of the better experiences that I've had paranormal investigating. Definitely. I can't wait to do it again. And I know we're only going to learn more as we keep doing it. Right. Which is definitely a perk, too, of joining the team and being able to do stuff like this is just learning. And they're not pushing anything on us. They don't push any beliefs on us. Um, They also like to maintain a healthy level of skepticism that seems to be kind of forefront throughout the team. And that's something that I really love about these people. I really like them. They're so nice. They're so welcoming. 
Yes. So I think we can learn a lot from them. Absolutely. And I can't wait to do more stuff. So when we do, we will get you an episode and hopefully nobody will be sick for a while so we can get it timely. I really love this episode. And we recorded like, is it three or four episodes? This is the third, I think the third three episodes today. I think I'm actually going to put this one out first just because I love it so much. And I feel like it's been a really long time since we've had a good episode with a lot of good things. And the other ones are good too, but I just feel like this one is the best. So I think what you're going to see here is you're going to see this first episode where we did join the team, and then we're going to have two more that are going to be public investigations before we join the team. And you're going to hear a little bit of repetition. You're going to hear me talk about like how I've had this really bad cold. I'm still nasally sounding just about how, you know, it was Christmas break. We were a little bit lazy, but I think I'm going to post this one first just because I really love it. Like I love talking about it. I love making this episode. I loved this investigation. It's just, I loved it. Loved it. I did too. And now, like, just going over it again, I feel like I love it even more. Yeah. It just brought back I wish a I lot could of memories. Like, relive it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I do it again. Took a lot from it. I think it really brought them some peace. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode and we hope to bring you more, just like this. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.